0: Those are my kids i felt so honored last year exactly a year ago this is the end of my first year as your pastor here at saint timothy's and i was so blessed that the kids could put that together and send it in and with their voices uh be with us as we uh as a family began ministry together here with you uh in many respects uh uh, it's been a challenging year. If you'll remember, that installation happened outside in the parking lot because we weren't allowed to come inside. And, and throughout the year, we've continued to face the various challenges uh, that COVID has, has brought upon us. This pandemic has made life together as the people of God uh, challenging. And yet, God is indeed faithful. And yet, our calling is still to lift up that one name Of Jesus, to to feel the hope and the promise that God gives us and to be bearers of that hope uh, to the world. Sometimes I feel like uh, I did when I was a little kid and I went to Disneyland uh, uh, to to drive the cars on the Autobahn. How many of you people over 50 have done that? How many of you, like me, put your foot all the way to the floor and went, uh... come on, it can go faster than that. They love to put governors on uh, uh, go karts and, and other cars like that for people who don't know how to drive. It's, it's to keep us safe. Sometimes I've even wondered if over the course of this last year, God has put a governor on things so that I didn't go racing ahead of him uh, in, in ministry and in, in uh, all sorts of initiatives that we, we might have engaged in. And, and even though I'm not going to say in any way, shape, or form, God sent the pandemic on the world to slow me down. God can and does use all things for his good. And so the challenges we face in our lives are often challenges that God will use to bless us, to remind us that he needs to be the one in control, and that we need to constantly look to him uh, to lead us and to guide us. The funny thing is, is in the midst of this pandemic, I have found it utterly exhausting. Anybody? Anybody with me? It's like, I have, we've been doing almost nothing. And it's like totally exhausting. And I think often life, in fact, is that way. We, we get tired when we work too hard and, and, and run too hard and push too hard. But we also get tired when we're bored. Uh, both, both things sort of help us to run out of gas. And today we're reminded that as the people of God who have received the gospel, who have received the promise of God's presence with us, he calls us, he invites us to enter into his rest. How's rest been going, Elizabeth, for the baby? Doing all right? Does the baby like naps? She does. You're you're blessed. (laughs) I, I haven't asked my mom or dad this question, but I have a feeling I was one of those kids that never wanted to go down for a nap. Any of you have kids like that? I still don't like to go to bed at night. It's like, I want to get more done. It's like, no, shut it down, brain, shut down now. Oh, by the way, let me give you a piece of advice. When you go to bed at night, do not take your iPad and read your email. <laughs> not a good way to drop off to sleep. Yeah, also, don't check the news as you lay in bed just before you, know, you, you shut it down. That's not a good way uh, to bring your heart and mind to rest. We've had these tough texts the last couple of weeks. Uh, in the last two weeks, that last week and this week, it's, it's talked about uh, riches. Uh, the, 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 the rich young man uh, was asked to sell all that he had, and he walked away sad. And and today we hear in the text, in the gospel text, Jesus says, it's harder for a rich man to enter heaven than, than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Now, in case you haven't recognized this, you are rich. All of you in this room, all of us are rich When you look at the global standards, just the clothes you're wearing when you walked in today is an indication that you are rich. The shoes on your feet, some of you the glasses or the contacts uh, in your eyes, We, we are amazingly blessed. Now here's where my Lutheran theology helps out a bit. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not just the rich person for whom it's going to be hard to get into the kingdom of God. The fact of the matter is, no one can do it on their own. And so the invitation to rest, the invitation to stop striving. Because I don't know about you, but when I hear something's going to be hard, you know what I think I need to do? Try harder. If something's hard, you give it more effort, right? But if it's impossible, why waste your strength? And yet, the phrase in our gospel today that says it's impossible is not intended to say it won't happen. That's very unusual. Normally, if you say it's impossible, what you're trying to communicate to someone is, it won't happen. It can't happen. Chip, the, the bathroom you know, remodel is, has been pretty tough to get moving. It's impossible. If I said that, I would say, it isn't going to happen. You would stop wasting your time, if you believe me. But God isn't saying entering the kingdom of God is impossible. What he's saying is is it's only possible when I do it for you. It's only possible when you receive it as a gift. The only way to enter into God's rest is to receive it as a gift. A promise remains of entering his rest. Would you just take a deep breath with me? You see, as the people of God, we we find rest in the assurance of his promise. We don't find rest in the assurance of our striving. We don't don't even find rest by being surrounded by a great team of people to do ministry at a new church in the Silicon Valley. We we find rest when we realize that God has gone before us and he's coming behind us and he's walking with us. And therefore, we can trust and rely on those promises. Someone asked me the other day in the office is if I was a football fan and when someone asks me the question I'm, am I a football fan I know my answer is no because when they ask the question they're really asking like do you own Giants paraf- I mean 49ers paraphernalia do you do you you know do, are you a fan and when I don't even watch all the games I know I don't qualify as a fan but I did look up Uh, uh, the Vikings-Lions game from last weekend and watch the highlights. Anybody see those highlights? Vikings were killing it right up until the very end of the game. And then, even though they had it, I mean, they had it, their running back decided that he needed to push for just a few more yards. They didn't need a few more yards. But he decided, he was just, that's what football players do, right? That's what running backs do. They get the ball as far down the field as they can. They they hold on tight and they keep pushing and pushing and sometimes it breaks loose. Sometimes they go for large gains. But sometimes the defense strips the ball. Sometimes it's better to take a knee. I don't know if you saw that game, but they stripped the ball. And instead of kicking it far down the field where the Lions would have to come back 80 yards in less than a minute, they got the ball on the Vikings' 20 yard line and they won the game in the last minute. How about us? Do we keep striving in our faith? Do we keep pushing? And in the process, do we push others? Or do we enter into God's rest by clinging, by by understanding the depths of his promises for us and for those around us? I've been doing cycling a bit over the last few years, and, and I've been, been listening to what do you do to ride your bike 100 miles, and, and a part of it is uh, you know, you have to work your way up to it. You probably shouldn't do it the first day out on the bike. And so you, you do some training with the sort of mid-length rise, first 30, then 50, then 60, then 70 miles. You learn how to fuel your body in the process, and then you know what you do? You rest. And what the what the professionals are discovering is resting is critically important for restoration. Joe, you don't pitch full on every day, do you? you? You rest. You gotta give your body time to recover as we're as we're serving God, as we're as we're bearing witness for Christ in the world, we also want to phone times when we enter into his rest, when we're simply restored by the goodness of who he is and his promise. And we realize that not everything depends on what we do, but we can lean on the promises of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. then there's another problem with my type a personality brain i think it's either sleeping in bed or running and nothing in between all or nothing you're either on or you're off there may be a dimmer switch but i've never heard of that before it's either off or on you're either going full bore or you're sleeping doing nothing But the truth of the matter is, is entering into God's rest, there's a a walk involved. There's a, there's a, a loosening up on the off days involved. There's a trusting in God with not just letting go, but actually living into the fullness of what he invites us into as he rescues us from bondage and leads us toward the promised land. In our Hebrews text today about this rest, it says this, Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Do not demand to live life on your own terms and in your own way. Listen to the advice of the coach. Listen to God's word as he talks about how we are to live with one another and live into his guidance for us in his word. Listen to Hebrews 3. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. One of the blessings of my cycling was that one of your friends, neighbors, here in San Jose, who owned a bike shop and had ridden for years and years and years, sold his shop here in San Jose and moved in next to me in Tucson. And he coached me. And not only did he coach me, he rode alongside me. That meant that when I bonked, do you know what bonking is? It's like you totally have no energy left. You have to stop. You fall over. You're you're just done. And he gave me food because I ran out. And he gave me water because I ran out. And he waited with me. And we limped back home very slowly. Once he even rode home, got the car, came back and picked me up. But usually, he rode alongside me and he paced me. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we in the church need to remember one of the amazing gifts that God provides us is each other. We encourage one another in our walk of faith, both to trust more fully in God and to kind of rein us in when we run off on our own. We also remember that God's word is a gift to us. In the Lutheran church, John and I were even talking about this last week. We talk in terms of law and gospel. You know, that that when when we hear the law of God, the rules, the instructions of God, often what it does is it just makes us feel guilty because we fail to do it. And you know what happens when we fail to do it and it makes us feel guilty? We feel guilty. That isn't a good feeling. That isn't encouraging. And then we, in Luther just said, well, then we bring the gospel. We let our guilt drive us to Jesus where we know forgiveness is found, where we know restoration is found. But you know, that's not the only thing the law does. It reminds us not to steal from one another. It reminds us that a better way of life is when we live honoring our father and mother instead of, fighting against them when they want to put us down for a nap. It guides us. It directs us. It it reminds us that, look, this is the better way to live your life. Psalm 119, one of the longest psalms in all of Scripture, has these great reminders in us. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following Your statutes, as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts. I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Every once in a while, I get in a hurry. And I almost never forget my coffee, but I sometimes forget my breakfast. And I rush off to work, and I'm going through the morning, and at about 10.30, I realize, oh no, I forgot to eat. And then, of course, the morning goes on, and things are busy, and, and sometimes I have an 11.30 meeting, and lunch gets, you know, pushed late, or sometimes I end up having to work through lunch, and then, and then I don't get anything to eat. And you know what that makes me? Hangry. Hangry. <laughs> Did anybody notice how quickly Jonna was the one to answer that question? (laughs) When we fail to nurture our hearts, our lives, our spirits with the word of God, we, we lack the resources of the voice of God that he would, he would bring into our daily lives to, to guide us, to remind us of his promises, of his goodness, of his blessing, and of his calling and purpose for our lives. So often we, we skip breakfast and lunch. I mean, I know none of you would do this, but some of us even go for a whole week without the nurturing, blessing of God's presence through his word to guide us and to bless us. It's not just a word to accuse us. It's a word to fuel our lives and allow us to hear the voice of God, which invites us into his rest and invites us into his work in the world at his pace. Why? Follow Jesus for life and health and every good, for hope, for direction, especially in these such confusing days of pandemic and restrictions. Why follow Jesus? Because there's no one more worthy, no one who knows you better, no one who loves you more, no one who sacrifices more, for you no one else who holds our future in our gospel lesson today as you pull this section out that we read today you can forget that it follows in chapter 10 the story of the rich young ruler where Jesus said go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then come and follow me And then Jesus says in our text today, it's harder for the rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven than for the camel to go through the eye of a needle. And and it's easy for us to continue to think, well, this is about riches. Well, it, it is about riches if riches are preventing you from following. But Peter catches the phrase. Peter follows the logic. He says, Lord, we have left everything to follow you. And Jesus says, You will not fail to receive blessings and eternity. How many of you caught the other word in the reading? And persecutions. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this rest that we're invited into, this rest that Jesus uh, provides for us, does all that is necessary to invite us into that rest, it doesn't mean there will be no struggle It doesn't mean there will be no hardship. It doesn't mean there will be no persecutions. What it means is the faithfulness and the promise of God will stand beyond those persecutions. The faithfulness and promise of God will not only lead us into them, but through them and beyond them into eternity. God will be the victor. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. All year long, All year long. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. Well, we can't do that. Warren, how do you read this? Uh, uh, Nope, can't do that. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. What are the challenges that face us? What are the hardships that face us? As kind of we're averaging in our attendance about two-thirds of what we would have expected Because people are still nervous, people are still being safe, and that's probably a good thing. But Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. We're gonna walk forward knowing that God has gone behind us, knowing that God goes ahead of us, knowing that God is with us this very day. So we're gonna breathe, we're gonna celebrate. We're going to give God the glory. We're going to lift up that one name above all names who is to be praised. And we're going to trust in his power and in his strength to give us rest, to give us renewal, and to call us into the future he holds for us. Thanks be to God. Amen.